Good morning. So, I'm glad that you guys are here with us, and if you're visiting with us, welcome. It's good to have you too. And uh, we have been in an interesting place. We've been in this um, season of Thanksgiving series, and it's been a little surprising even to me some of the things that God has taken us through as a part of this. And so the first week we talked all about finding contentment in our lives and the challenges that come with all of that. And in order to find that contentment that we have to take each moment of our lives, right, and we view that as a precious gift that God's given us. And to do that, we have to stop and appreciate the moment. We have to look around at the things that we have uh, that we've been blessed with. And then we have to go and actually do something for others, just like Jesus did. Uh, Thankfulness also results when we find a place of trust during trials. We talked about that the second week. And then last week, we talked about anxiety. And Jesus' words in Luke 12, where he tells us to fear not, little flock, because basically I've got this. And so he also says there, seek uh, his kingdom first and that our Father will take care of all of our needs. And so you take all of that stuff and you combine it, and that brings us to where we are this week, uh, where I think it comes all together. And we're going to be looking at uh, 1 Kings, which is kind of an interesting uh, place to be, I think, and the story of Solomon and the dedication of the temple. And so just to set the scene, and you knew that I would not be able to sit here for very long. So here's the deal. So we have this temple that's being built. And if you know the story, you know that David really wanted to build this temple really bad and God wouldn't let him. He said, no, that's actually going to be something that I'm going to allow your son to do. And so David had been gathering stuff and putting things together and helping to plan basically anything that he could do that he was allowed to do, he would do. And so it was this, uh, the, basically the biggest project in Israel's history culminating uh, right here in First Kings. Uh, King David's dream is finally achieved all of these years of preparation and these different things that were happening. But this temple was supposed to be something for them. It was supposed to be a visual reminder of God's concentrated presence among them, basically the Lord dwelling with his people. And so all of those years of gathering materials, building, crafting, hiring artists and hiring uh, masons and all these different people, creating things, uh, purifying things, all of this led to several days worth of celebrations. And one of the things that we often overlook when we come to portions of scripture like this is all of the effort that was involved in worship. And so each of these days was filled with ritual and sacrifice. And uh, the Bible tells us offerings of 22,000 cattle and 120,000 sheep. That's a lot, guys. Over the course of seven days, all of those animals were sacrificed. And you're like, well, how is that even possible? Well, it's possible because the whole nation was involved in this. Everybody was involved in making this happen. Uh, with priests and all of these other folks that were in their posts, and the whole time they're singing and they're praising God and they're blowing the shofar, like it's just out of control. I mean, imagine the scene. Imagine the sound. Seven days of that. It's pretty crazy. So after all of that, after seven days of all of that just insane worship there's this moment where King Solomon rises from the altar and this is what he says it's in 1 Kings chapter 8 starting with verse 54 he says this now Solomon as Solomon finished offering all this prayer and plea to the Lord he arose from before the altar of the Lord where he had knelt with his hands outstretched toward heaven and he stood and he blessed all the assembly of Israel with a loud voice saying 
Blessed be the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel, according to all that he promised. Not one word has failed of all of his good promise, which he spoke by Moses, his servant. The Lord our God be with us as he was with our fathers. May he not leave us or forsake us, that he may incline our hearts to him to walk in all his ways and to keep his commandments, his statutes, and his rules, which he commanded our fathers. In a nutshell, he's saying, God is good and he keeps his promises and may he continue to do so and may we continue to follow him. And then he goes on in verse 59 to say, let these words of mine with which I have pleaded before the Lord be near to the Lord our God day and night and may he maintain the cause of his servant and the cause of his people Israel as each day requires. So what he's trying to show us here is, listen, I've been consistently in prayer for these people and for this moment and for this nation. And so he asks God, would you please remember these prayers and give us what we need when we need it? And then he finishes in verse 60 and 61 with this. All of the stuff he just said, that all the peoples of the earth may know that the Lord is God. There is no other. Let your heart therefore be wholly true to the Lord our God, walking in his statutes and keeping his commandments as at this day. So in a way, Solomon is planting a flag in the ground. He's saying we need to remember this moment that we would never stray from the way that we're behaving, the way that we're worshiping and what we're doing in this moment. May we always remember this as a testimony. But he also demonstrates something here. He demonstrates what should be our natural, or I should say proper response to worship. And that is this, declaring God's goodness to others and blessing them in his name. And that's the end result, basically, of everything we've been talking about the past three weeks with thankfulness. The end result is this, treasuring each sacred moment, finding trust in trials, and laying aside our anxiety to remind ourselves of God's care. The whole purpose of all of that is so that we would find true worship. In other words, it takes the focus of our worship off of ourselves and our worries and our troubles and our burdens and our stresses, and it places our worship in its only true and rightful place, which is on God. We are meant to view Adonai for who he is and what he's done and to respond to that work by lifting him up. Our worship is a response to what he's already done. We're not gaining favor. We're not earning anything with our worship. Our worship is simply a reflection of his goodness. And the purpose of that, he states here, so that all the peoples of the earth, which I like the fact that it's plural, so that all the peoples of the earth, right, may know that the Lord is God. Jesus demonstrated something similar in his own ministry when he sent his disciples out on their way, right? He sent them to do God's will. It's in Mark chapter six. And everything that Jesus had taught those guys up to that point, along with everything that they'd seen, all of the trials, all of the hard stuff that had happened to them, And we have to think that we only have just a little bit of what Jesus taught them, right? There was lots of other stuff that he taught them too. So they take all of that stuff out with them to carry them through the ministry or the work that they were about to do. But the point is this, they weren't meant to like hold on to all that knowledge. Like Jesus wasn't pouring into those guys to say, okay, now you're full, you're doing a great job. I just want you to think about that for the rest of your life and all right, good job, right? No, Jesus is like, listen, there's a purpose for all of this. I'm filling you up so that you can pour it out on other people. You're not supposed to hoard that knowledge. You're not learning for learning's sake. All of this teaching should lead to action. And so we too must follow worship with actions. We're supposed to grow in our knowledge of God, right? 
But the purpose of that growth and knowledge is not to be smarter. It's not to follow the rules better. It's none of that stuff. The purpose and growth of knowledge of God is so that we can share what we've learned, to glorify him, to let him be known to all peoples, right? Luke, in, uh, in Luke 12, 48, Jesus said that we are responsible for what we've been entrusted with. To whom much is given, much is required, in other words. And guys, we've been given so much. That's the point of this today. We've been given so much. You may not feel that way today, but it's true. The fact that you're even here this morning, the fact that you can walk, the fact that you can speak, that you can worship, that you can kneel, that you can raise your hand. Let's just start there. Physical stuff, right? Those are blessings. Then add to that that none of us are trying to find like shelter or food in this moment. We are here together in this room. That's a blessing also, and I could go on. We've been given so much, but anything that stays in a vacuum is useless. And so it's only when we apply what God is doing in our lives that we live up to the calling that he's called us to, and it is a calling. So our job in this whole thing is to make it known, okay? It's to make it known. We want others to know of his goodness. When we give thanks, guys, we make known what God is doing in our lives, So anytime you call something out that you see, God, I'm thankful for this. God, I see this. God, thank you for this. Every one of those moments you are making it known, and it is, guys, worship in action. If you remember, Solomon's giving this blessing here to dedicate the temple to the Lord, right? 2 Corinthians 6 tells us that as disciples of Jesus, we are now temples, right, where his spirit dwells. So likewise, our dedication of worship should be a daily one, an offering of praise and worship with our lives, lives lived in thanksgiving. And I'll wrap it up with this, Ephesians 5, verses 18 through 20. Be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. What we're about to do here in a minute, guys, when we share testimonies, when we thank God for what he's doing, when we call those things out, when we live our lives set apart and dedicated to the Lord, we are fulfilling this commandment right here. He's being glorified. And so I would suggest that this shouldn't be a one-time thing. This should be an all-the-time thing. This should be how we're known by people. It's like, man, I don't know, but when he comes into the room, he always seems to be thankful. Like, he's really just a grateful guy. Like, whatever I do for him or whatever I do for her, she just seems to be, like, really, really appreciative of it. And not only that, but she actually names things that, that she really, like, she's thinking about me and that she cares about, about me. Like, could, imagine if the people in our lives, that these were the testimonies that, that they said of us. If when we walked into a situation in a room, like the fruits of the spirit just started to grow, like peace and joy and love and all that stuff. And it's like people wanted us to be around simply for the fact that those things started to materialize because we had Jesus all over us, right? So let's do it. Are you guys ready? Okay, cool. Mike's ready. So here's what we're doing in case you don't know. Every year, it's one of my favorite times, actually one of my favorite services We give you guys the opportunity to share things you're thankful for. And so I just want to set a few ground rules. Uh, Number one, anybody can share, whether you are a member of this community today or whether you're visiting with us. If you have something you're thankful for, we would love for you to share that. Um, I'm going to ask you to just tell us your name, if you would, so that we uh, get to know each other a little better. And then I would like you to share something that you're uh, thankful for in this year, something unique that you can think of. 
And then I would also like to avoid the humble brag, okay? You know what I'm saying, right? Like, you know, I'm really thankful for the way that I was able to. Okay, see, that's not the way you start, right? We're going to call out either things that God has done in our lives or things that we're thankful for regarding other people. And then the last part is, I was going to say let's be concise, but there are not as many of us here today, so I'll give you an extra minute. How about that? Maybe like three minutes instead of two minutes. No, seriously, we have probably a lot of people that want to share today, so let's just be uh, considerate of that time. And so now the time has come, I'm going to pray, and then I've got Phil Donahue here. Some of you probably don't even know who that is. He's going to rove around with this microphone, introduce yourself, and uh, tell us what you're thankful for. And so, God, thank you for this day. Uh, Rainy, snowy, whatever it brings, we are thankful that we have another day to live and to breathe and to uh, worship and glorify you. And God, I thank you for everybody that's here in this room this morning, this community that you've brought together. never fails, God, that just your presence among your people, it's just so sweet. And so I pray that today, um, through the words and the testimonies of our friends and our family in this room, that you would encourage us, that you would uh, lift us up, that you would show us what you're doing on this planet. Reveal yourself to us uh, through the words of our brothers and sisters. And we pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, who wants to go first? I'm Mike. Um, I am thankful for the staff, the uh, admin board, and the elders of Desperation Church. Um, I've seen, uh, particularly this year, as finances have been challenging and everything, um, all of these people lean into the challenges of ministry uh, in a hard environment. And uh, I, I couldn't be more impressed and proud with the way uh, that instead of standing on their own strength, they are continually willing to stand on the strength of God. Thank you. Hi, I'm Matthew. Uh, I'm thankful for uh, companionship. I was able to go on the uh, men, men's retreat this uh, year and really got to um, know some good guys um, and get, you know, get to know them better. Um, I'm also thankful... Um, Kids are tough, and my wife is home today taking care of a kid, and I'm thankful for her and how dedicated of a mother she is. My name is Chris. I'm thankful I can stand. It's been a year and a half since I've been able to walk, and so thank you for the prayers, and also uh, thank you for a wonderful wife I just got to marry in June. I'm Duncan. Um, I'm thankful my dad's alive. It was kind of... Really sucky when uh, he couldn't do anything. So uh, God's been really faithful with that, and I would say that his faithfulness throughout everything. Like if it had happened two months later, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in school. I wouldn't be doing anything. I would have had to skip everything. And it seems that even though I had to be a parent for a little bit and take care of my dad, God was still so faithful, and he's not dead. And I don't, there's nothing greater than that. Amen. For those that don't know, Duncan's dad, Jeremy, was up here leading worship today and playing guitar, something he could not do even about a month and a half ago because he got hit by a car on his bike, and it was a pretty heinous situation, so we're very thankful for that. I'm Amy. And um, I would say that our, both Jeremy and my extended family for 
probably the last two years and especially at the beginning of this last year had been um, really challenged in some major areas with people that we love going through a major crisis. And I just want to say how thankful I am um, to the Lord for his faithfulness and um, the redemption that we're seeing on both sides of our family as God continues to heal and grow and um, everyone. So. Um, I'm Linda. Um, about nine months ago, I just woke up and, got, and was sick and just um, never got well. So for nine months, I've been really struggling with this stuff. And there was times when I was not thankful that I was even alive. But I am so thankful that God finally healed me. And I'm just so thankful that he is still in my life, even though I, I had some, I have to admit, I had some doubts. And I'm also thankful for DC. <clears throat> I'm thankful that um, for all the prayers that I got. But I'm also thankful that we are still, even though we're a lot smaller, we're still together and we're still pulling through. And even when things seem that we're, they're at their, our hardest, that we still come through. And I'm so thankful for our, our staff, like Mike said, for everyone who is on the staff and, and the elders and, and for John and for Bill, we just thank you I thank you. I'm so very, very thankful. I'm Ashley, and um, you know, a big thing in our life this year is we welcome JJ, and I'm very thankful for him. And um, just have a healthy, normal baby is really cool. And um, as I was also thinking, I um, I don't know how to articulate articulate this correctly, but um, I think God's really helped me to see cool things with Rose in times when we still struggle with her with eating and all that. There. Are, lots of times where I'm like pointing out the things that are really, really cool about her. And I love that kid, even though sometimes, you know, it's hard, but I love that kid and she's pretty cool. And so I'm very blessed. I'm Tom and I'm incredibly thankful for our week and a half old Keely Joy who was born uh, and made it over for Thanksgiving. We've been praying for two months that, you know, our daughter would have a nice, smooth, natural birth. The other two were not that way. And, uh, and he answered our prayers, and that's a real joy. And you know, another thing, um, I'm truly thankful for seeing Amy's dad Friday night. It was just incredible. We've known them for a long time, and and to walk in the door and see Jim back, it was just incredible. And we had just even seen him this summer, and it was just, it was amazing to see his the sparkle back in his eyes. He's He's been a true blessing to our family and our kids and and multitude of kids uh, throughout his Christian walk. So grateful for that. I'm Kevin. Uh, I want to say how thankful I am for family and all of its different incarnations. Uh, if anyone knows me, I don't actually get to spend much time with my family. Uh, had some relationship problems years and years ago. It, on Thanksgiving morning, I got a call from my mother and my sister and hadn't had that in the longest time. And that was an amazing gift. Um, spoke with my other sister and my father. Just, I, I don't really get that much of my own family, but I'm very fortunate that Lydia and I have wonderful kids uh, that are an absolute joy. They, they cr crack me up all the time. 
and to have Lydia's family here in town, her sisters, her parents, I don't know if you know, her mother is struggling with cancer right now, and so to have everyone coming together to, to be of service is a great thing, and I am thankful for this family. Uh, and um, when, you don't, when, you don't, when you don't have your own, God provides, and he really does provide. I'm Megan, and God's placed a lot of new challenges in my life this year, and I am incredibly thankful not only for his faithfulness through it all and, and being there um, through everything, but surrounding me with a lot of just wonderful people, including um, a family that I take for granted a lot. So I'm really thankful for, for everyone who's been in my life this last year and in the years prior to that, but just really acknowledging today all the, the great people I'm surrounded with, a great church family and a really great family at home. So, Hi, I'm Sandra, and I am thankful for God getting us through a very difficult year. Um, he spared my husband's life for one, and I'm so eternally grateful for that. And um, I'm thankful to have Jocelyn Mercedes living with us. And I am also very thankful to be back here in this church. Thankful for, I'm John. I'm thankful for the Missions and Outreach team um, who had the uh, insight to put the little free pantry out there. I know it's been over a year that we've had that out there. But this year, man, it seems like that thing is like it's constantly being utilized. And um, even by some folks here in our church who have shared how that's helped them get through some really rough times. And uh, I'm thankful for those that have have partnered with, I know Northland Christian helped us out, and then um, I can't remember the name of the school that just helped us. Who was that, Jeff? Oak Hill Day School. Uh, just They just did their food pantry drive, and, and we've got a ton of stuff back there. And I know that this week um, it was filled several times, and the next morning it was empty. And so that is a really cool blessing. So I'm very thankful for all of you that help and participate in that, um, but also really uh, thankful for the Missions and Outreach team who really had the insight um, to do something like that because it's been a huge blessing to our community. So thank you. My name's Brenda, and I remember where I was sitting on a bed in a hotel in Iowa at Christmas time, and I was um, looking for my word for the year. And I was reading scripture and, you know, just like jumped out of the page. It was like neon, and it was pride. And I thought, oh, I'm sure that's not it. Please, Lord, that's not it for this year, is it? and carried on, but it was undeniable that it was pride. And I just want to say I am so thankful um, for God's loving, tender ways that he convicts and grows us. And I remember sadly thinking, oh, great, a year when he's just going to crush me, obliterate me, humiliate me. And I'm like, oh, wow, what do I think about God's character that I would even think that? So it's been a really beautiful year of zillions of times every day that he gives me um, the grace to see my pride and how beautiful it is to, um, to draw closer to him. Um, I, thinking of somebody mentioned Northland Christian, I'm really grateful for the, the people all over and especially in this community that pour into my kids' lives. Um, and my kids are growing up to be kind of cool. I kind of still like them, even though they're teenagers and whatnot. And a lot of that is because of you. And I remember, I think Pastor Michael used to say it, but I know you've said it, that how 
humbling it is for you, Bill, to think that when they think of pastor that they'll think of you, but I think that's awesome. Um, and I have a lot of good Christians that I think back to in my life, but I also have things that I still have to work through from some of the things that I thought about people growing up. And I think the fact that my kids have this church community in their minds when they think of Jesus and they think of what Jesus does and they think of what Jesus thinks of them and all that gives them a real fighting chance. <laughs> um, and all the Christian school teachers too and all that. But I just, um, it's hard being a parent and you're tired and you definitely don't do everything you're supposed to every day. And it's so nice almost every day somebody else prayed for my kid, thought about my kid, said a verse to my kid, encouraged them to do good, gave them a hug. Um, and that a lot of kids don't get that even when their own parents give it to them, much less the fact that I try and so many other people give into their lives. So I'm very, very grateful for that. Hi, I'm Michaela. Um, mine's going to be kind of different. I'm thankful for my three fur babies at home. Um, I have two ginger boys from Okinawa, Japan, and a service dog. And without them, I actually wouldn't be here this year. Um, I had a really, really bad time in the middle of the year. Um, was struggling with some depression and anxiety and had a really bad night. And if it wasn't for my service dog and my cats needing me, telling me to get up off the floor and to keep going because they needed me, I wouldn't be here. Um, and not a lot of people know that. Um, so I'm thankful for them every day. Um, I, it's, that's why I work so hard for them. Um, and not a lot of people understand that, but they are my babies and they take care of me. And I rescued them, I thought, but they keep rescuing me, so. <laughs> Hi, I'm Marilyn. And um, this has been a big year for us, but kind of a year of transition um, in April. My job was eliminated at the company that I had been with for 17 years, um, but I found a new job and started it in August, and it's been a great opportunity to um, reinvent myself at this age and have a better quality of life. And um, it also gave me time off to help my mom downsize and transition into an apartment um, and this was a huge miracle this year that she was able to sell that house for what she needed to get out of it and start over debt-free. And um, I'm just thankful that I had the time to spend with her during that and that it all worked out when it seemed that it would be impossible. And then also, um, Mike and I celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary in October. So it's been a really fun year to reflect back on our relationship and look forward to the anniversary in October, and I'm grateful for him and putting up with me um, all these years, but I'm also thankful for God's faithfulness and all of that, and your friendship, and your prayers, and all the encouragement that you give me um, on a daily basis. <laughs> I'm thankful for Marilyn. <laughs> Hi, I'm Denise. Um, I'm thankful for a few major things this year. Um, I'm thankful for my husband's new job. It has its um, stresses, but it is nothing like where he was, and that was a godsend, So, and a lot of answered prayers there, so I'm very, very thankful for that. Um, I'm thankful for the house that uh, God brought the kids, and um, that's 
just a huge blessing and um, perfect for their family and close by, <laughs> bonus. Um, and um, I'm thankful for um, my dad finding a place that um, um, he gets the care he needs with his Parkinson's and all that and all the things that have worked out in that situation. And um, so that's taken some of the stress off of us and um, it's, it's just been good things. So it's a good year. Mm -hmm. Well, um, it's funny. So I'm Duncan's dad, if you don't know me. Um. <laughs> it's it's been a this has been an incredibly hard year in a lot of different ways um, for me personally and just from, you know you you hear it kind of everywhere these big things that have happened in our lives and so um, now I mean I'm grateful for really simple things like being able to walk and hold stuff in my hand and being able to stand up and get out of a chair and I mean it's it's hard when you um, you deal with pain and setbacks and all of that as a normal part of life but you just get through it and you're just like it's no big deal, this is just normal life. You do everything you can to try to be strong and healthy and all of that, and then it's all taken away from you in an instant. And all of a sudden, you're totally dependent on the people around you. And so, yeah, I'm grateful that I'm back to doing all of the, many of the things that I could do before, that's great. But I'm more thankful for everybody uh, who was there when I could do nothing. I love to be a helpful person and I love to fix things and I love to do things. And when all of that's gone, you know, you feel like, well, what am I actually worth? What do I do positive in this world? Um, but the answer to that is everybody who's there to help you through it investing their lives in you and helping you to do all the things you can't do. And so I think I'm more grateful for my family and my friends and my community now than I think I have ever been. So that was a really good lesson for me for the year. I'm Jeremy. Um, so a couple of things that I'm really thankful for. I'm aside from my wife, who's amazing for reasons that you all know. But um, one of the things that, two of the things that happened this year were um, anniversaries of um, being clean. And so a friend of mine and uh, one of my brothers, one with alcoholism um, for a number of years and then another with um, cocaine and harder drugs as well. Um, so both of them celebrated, like uh, one just a nine month anniversary and the other a one year anniversary. And both of them, one to a higher